Persepolis, the story of a childhood by Mary Jane Satrapi. So this book is basically a story about Mary Jane's life, and she's also the author. It takes place in 1980, and it's basically just the story of her like growing up in Iran, which you know isn't a isn't a very ideal place to grow up if you're anybody, but she does, which go her. But she's born into, like, the just when the Shah's, like, regime in which people are asking for his exile as a way to safeguard their rights. She realizes, like, the, the rise of religious extremism in her society, and she's unhappy about it. Her uncle Anoush gets her, like, really involved in, like, political beliefs and, like, tells her stories about how he was, like, like a prisoner and communist revolutionary. And he makes her, like, adapt to, like, the value of equality and resistance and, like, freedom. The government in, of Iran in the book uh, changes quite a, quite a bit during her youth. So, basically, the government, like, makes laws that are, like, completely outrageous to, like, pretty much anyone else who lives not in Iran. Uh, for example, like, women just covering themselves, like, from head to toe and putting, like, restrictions on pretty much everything or any freedoms of any kind. Margie's family uh, gets really, like, frightened of, like, staying in Iran, but the, even though, like, most of her friends, like, um, migrated to, like, the U.S. or, like, Europe to, like, be more safe and protected. Anish gets like arrested by the government and is accused of being a spy and is executed for his political belief, which makes Margie very sad and upset. But Margie also has like a very close relationship with uh, God and she believes that she's going to be like the a prophet and gets really like upset with God because to her, God didn't do anything to, like, protect Anoush or, like, keep him safe. So, she's not very happy about that. Margie goes on a vacation with her family to Europe. And, for a little while. And when she returns back to Iran, the government has declared war against Iraq. And her hometown of Tehran basically becomes a battleground for soldiers. She finds safety in her basement to keep shelter while people are fighting outside. With all like the chaos going on outside and like the fa- fight like the fighting, Margie's family like starts throwing like parties and drinking, smoking, which is completely like illegal in the country, but they just don't seem to care enough to <laughs> stop doing that. This kind of shines on Margie as well. And during this time, Margie starts to uh, become a bit more rebellious towards pretty much everything. She starts skipping classes, like looking at boys, and uh, she just does like bad things because she's bored. But after a while, the war gets very, very bad. And when Margie's like running home one day, she finds like uh, a very big missile has hit her street. Her family got out of the house in time, but the 
but the neighboring buildings that were housing some of her friends were blown up, and she sees her friend's dead body. I feel like this is a very like big turning point in the story because I mean, I don't think anyone really wants to see like their friend just lifeless and lying on the ground. Like I feel like anyone that would see that would just be like out of words to say. Like they're just so shocked. They can't like comprehend that their friend's just dead and they just deny and they'll just do anything to forget like what happened and like make it feel like they're okay. However, she she starts being like worse and and her family gets very like cautious of her and wants to like make sure she's okay. So so they are in agreement to send her to Austria so that she can like escape the war and and be more focused like with her schoolwork and such. And her friends like come see her at the uh the end of the book. And I feel like she, like, kind of took them for granted, like, at the end of the book, she, like, realizes how much that she probably meant to her friends, and she probably didn't, like, make it seem like they were, like, a very big deal to her, but she was a big deal to them, and she finally realized it at the end of the book when she was leaving. I feel like after she saw, like, her friend just, like, lifeless and lying on the floor she just kind of got really like close with just herself and tried to be like by herself most of the time so that she wouldn't have to like go through any more pain by seeing anyone else's like just not alive anymore but for her to like see that at the end of the book she's like or that she meant so much to her friends probably felt really sad and you know I feel like maybe that her friends like felt a lot closer to her than they did with some other people like sometimes your friends are just like they feel more of a family to you than your actual family like your family will be your family but your your friends will be you can like bond with them more because they're friends I feel like storytelling can be like I feel like these kinds of like stories can really like give us a uh a showing of like what it's like to like live in a third world country like just completely different than like where we are right now or like America like we have laws but they aren't like oh you have to wear bell bottoms every Monday or Tuesday and it's it's more like don't drive into people or don't speed but laws and like the political beliefs in Iran are very different and I feel like everyone who doesn't live in Iran should be very thankful for not having to deal with problems that she had to deal with but it is nice to like hear about these stories so that we can like understand how what it's like to be there and be thankful for what we have in other countries or parts of the world all right and with that that's the end of my podcast Persepolis by Marjane.